0: Uh, we are live actually right now, so we're going to go ahead and go. Um, okay, this is DJ CQ. We are live. It is Saturday evening at just about 830. We're a minute early, but it's good to go. Uh, I'd like to briefly thank some people today right off, right off the bat. Um, we're going to go ahead and thank Mr. Eric Laform. Thank you so much for putting me out there today and Mr. Mr. Will Kidd out there today. Uh, we got a great show planned for tonight. And, you know, it's going to be really nice to be able to talk to you, Mr. Kidd. And I'm going to introduce you here in just a minute. Um, guys and gals, we have the, the infamous uh, Will Kidd on, on the show tonight. He's the, the, the top dog of uh, Gemini Wheels. And I'm very excited to have you on the show, man. Uh, go ahead and introduce yourself real fast. Uh, hi, I'm Will. <laughs> <laughs> no, sorry man i had i had to do that I told you before, I've got, uh, all those years of uh you know dj and nightclub and interview and you know so i'm a um i am a um, perpetual uh smart ass so, okay yeah that's um, cool it's good to be on the show man it's you know i've been watching since uh you know, listening a little bit here and there when I get the time, right? Uh, which is far and fleeting, but uh, you know, it's uh, and our good buddy Carl Dean, you know, uh, got us together. So we got a, got Carl to thank for that. Thanks, yeah, we Carl. do. Yeah, thank you, Carl. I hope you're watching or <laughs> listening, I should say. So yeah, um, we're going to talk briefly about uh, a subject that y- you no longer really have much to do with this at all. But uh, I'm going to ask you. Th- what, what was Very Bright Lights? That was your first business, right? Uh, Very Bright Bike Lights was
1: my first venture into motorized bicycles, and that was probably ooh, 10 years ago. Wow. And, um, yeah, I got bit by the bug, uh, the motorized bicycle bug, probably about a decade, a little over a decade ago. 11, 12 years, maybe. Right. And back then, um, I was absolutely determined to get my bike street legal. And at the time, I was living in Florida. And I, uh, you know, just started looking up the state laws and actually went to the, you know, um, the DMV and talked to them about exactly what needed to be uh, done and uh came up with a little lighting
0: system that met the dot requirements oh wow that's cool Got
1: my um motorized bicycle uh tagged in the state of florida which was really hard to do and i thought to myself wow florida is one of the hardest states to
0: to get these things tagged as far as like what they require from your wow. lightings you know and so I thought well maybe I could you know make
1: this into a little something where I could help other people who were trying to do the same thing. Right. And that's kind of where that was born. Um yeah. So I was making lighting systems that were DOT approved
0: and uh it just kind of took off. That's cool. I really like that. That's that's, that's interesting. So that's that's basically what got you into uh motorized bikes, correct? <laughs> um i can't remember i think i
1: saw one driving down the street one day and i was i asked the guy i said where did you get that that's that's really cool he goes "Oh, it's a little two-stroke motor you can get them on amazon
0: yeah and And i was like oh okay cool and i actually ordered one slapped one on an old uh oh i can't even remember what kind of bike it was it wasn't a huffy though but it was like an old uh, mongoose i think yeah and um mongoose actually had a couple of uh back in the mid to late 90s actually had like a beach cruiser type bike. Right. That was my first Chopper. Justice. That's what it was called. It was a Mongoose Justice. That was my very first motorized bike and uh, I loved that bike. That was awesome. Yeah, my first one was a mccargie uh berry you know, job is what I had. It was my first one. Well, I take that back. The first one I had I never really got running. And then I went and got the, the bike berry kit that I had with the McCargie, And that was my main bike. And I was using um, cantilever brakes on that bike, believe it or not. And I was getting up to about 35 miles an hour too. So that was kind of scary for me, you know. Uh, so, you know, another thing I'd like to ask you is this. Um, what was your childhood like? Mine was very... Um, sheltered like very sheltered my mom would never let me have a go-kart would never have me she if if i had the choice of her saying whether i could have my fat motor right now or not she'd probably say heck no um but you know uh but how was your childhood growing up i mean did were you allowed to have motorcycles were you allowed to have go-karts what Tell me about it. I was it. a latchkey kid from the time I was like in second grade. Did you say a latchkey so kid? I was walking home from school by myself. I was, I had my own key. I get in the house by oh, myself. okay. I get you now. Watch cartoons,
1: make myself a sandwich,
0: you know. Yeah. Um, it pretty much, it's like, don't burn the house down and don't kill yourself and we'll be home <laughs> five, you know, so. Right. Um, so you- I don't know. It was kind of like one of those out, uh, you know, you're, you were always outside with your friends. And yeah, you knew where everybody was by looking for all the BMX bikes in the front lawn. Right, exactly. That's that's the kind of child that I have. So, and you're roughly was, you're roughly fifty. I am going to be fifty-eight
1: this coming June. So if anybody wants to uh, wants to uh, get me a birthday present, I wear a size
0: uh, I wear a size Glock uh, nine millimeter. <laughs> <laughs> you know. <laughs> um and, and i have a 26 inch uh uh fat fat rover, rover and my birthday's in september y'all um but anyhow let's get back to this uh so you know a little bit about accessories you know what what got you uh you know we already talked about your your very bright lights and uh what what got you into wanting to do um the wheels man uh, what, what got you into gemini um
1: lack of And frustration with not being able to find
0: a a decent wheel. Right. I mean, serious. That is a dilemma. Had to know somebody who
1: you know knew how to build wheels or knew how they knew their way around, knew where to order the rims from, what kind of spokes to use, what kind of hubs to use. But even then, there was no hubs really designed
0: for exactly what we're doing. Not mass you're absolutely right but mass
1: produced here in the u.s that's
0: that's something we needed
1: that's the thing is um i wanted to keep as much of my product made in the usa as possible um and of course
0: there are some components that you you just can't yeah just you you it's impossible you just can't um but all my stuff goes through strict uh, QC quality control. Every yes. part that comes through Gemini passes through my hands. By the it way, does not
1: does not leave my shop until I've been, you know. Well, I'm involved. I'm a one. I'm a one man show.
0: Yeah, so and, and we've all I'm seen your work. I got to mention it. Uh, somebody making a comment just now. Toaster uh, just said I have not come across a more sturdier back Toaster, end. Jim, what's up, buddy? He, yeah, he literally says this right here. I have not come across a more sturdier back rim for what we do than the Wicked make. What Will Kidd makes, I and mean, that's your Wicked Hub. Can you tell us a little bit about your your uh, your Wicked Hub? Well, the Wicked Hub was
1: a design I had actually on an old scrap piece of paper, and I I, I kind of took the bolt pattern for the sprocket. Um, I kind of measured one of those three-hole
0: uh, adapters that used to clamp on the hubs. You remember those things? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. So um, I-, I ordered a few of them myself. I took measurements off of those and then um,
1: thought to myself, well, do I want the disc brake on this side or that side? And at the time, you have to understand, I had these things. I, I took my own money and I had these things uh, made by a shop. Okay. Uh, not here in Michigan, but I, I don't
0: want to disclose the state they were made in. Okay, that's fine. Um, you're you're getting well with just that. Just because you know it's kind of like I don't want everybody to know and go run into these people and go, hey, you know. Oh yeah. Um, it's, you're it's you're good. Like, there's there
1: are a few secrets, a few trade secrets. You know, not not too much. I will tell you that there's cheese heads that live in this particular
0: state. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> So okay but, um, now yeah and, and so I just designed it and I you know I had like five hundred made wow so it was uh, it was
1: not uh, an inexpensive undertaking
0: at all and see you use really decent grade uh, not just decent grade sixty sixty one aluminum right. It's actually, I think it's T sixty five, there's sixty sixty five. I'd have to go back, is, but it's like it's like the step above sixty sixty one. Okay, and what for pre, for people that don't know what uh, the different types of aluminum there are, can you explain to us, uh, people that need layman's terms, what the heck that is? You've got your standard aluminum. I'll try. I'll do my best. I, I'm still learning myself. Okay. Um. That's, so it's a good I thing that we're all, all learning the information here. that I need to. To, to move forward
1: or make you know uh, informed decisions about the things that I need
0: to you know move my business forward. Right. Um, uh, sixty sixty one is is uh, good structural grade aluminum. Um, so is it like aircraft aluminum type stuff or? It's uh, you know I've
1: I've heard it called that before. Whether or not it's actually used in aircrafts, again if i tried to be mr oh yeah i know everything about aluminum um i'd be blowing smoke up your skirt
0: (laughs) so um that wouldn't be um good i am you have to excuse me it's been a very long day today (laughs) i understand same here i've I've been barbecuing as well 61 and then the grade i think it's i'm sure
1: if if ethan is ethan smolik is listening he'll he'll correct me on this and that's okay because i don't know um exactly off the top of my head but it's like 60 like t65 or or sixty sixty five or sixty five sixty one. i can't remember the exact uh sequence of numbers but it's the next step above sixty, sixty-one.
0: Okay, um, if that makes any sense. Yeah, I, it, you I mean, know, I know it's it's, it's cold, it's uh, uh,
1: cold formed or cold rolled, uh, extrude or is it extruded aluminum? It is not. These hubs are not cast close and
0: then yeah. machined to. Um,
1: uh, you know to tolerance
0: well you know like a lot of the stuff
1: you get from overseas it's machined to tolerance it's actually a
0: cast a casting aluminum casting right
1: and, and mine are not they're all
0: a uh, machine from we've seen aluminum. i think we've all seen the the video of your that you were doing on uh, new year's new year's eve or new year's night whenever it was um and you oh, yeah, you have the CNC machine. Yeah, that was that's an amazing video to watch, and I'd love to see it in time lapse. Even I think that'd be a cool <laughs> sight to see. Is is when it, your actual, you know, nitty gritty, you know, shooting all that liquid down in there, keep, keeping the drills hot, uh, you know, getting from too hot and everything. That's the coolest thing I've ever seen. You know, uh, I I used to have a guy named Tim uh, that I knew uh, from San Antonio and. He helped me with my Fat Moto to to the, the to the core, and we were actually thinking about overcoming the most common problem, you know, with, with the Fat Moto, and that's it's a rear hub. Uh, I I sheared the, the the bolts off directly into the hub, and we had to drill it out with his drill press and helicoil it which basically means you put an insert in, you, you know what it is, but I'm letting our listeners know. Yep. Uh, what a Healy coil is, y'all, is it's basically an insert that goes into a hole that you've had to drill out to make it the same size bolt. So, so you have uniform uh, bolts, and you don't have to go with a slightly larger bolt or something like that. You have that Healy coil in there, and it, it makes it a little bit stronger, too, sometimes in some cases. But uh, that's what I had to do with my back rim uh is i had to put uh excuse me back wheel i had to put a heli coil in there and it really uh i didn't like to have to do that but you know one day um i'd like to get some rims from you and i'll just have to save up for it but you know um let's see what would you say what separates gemini from the rest i mean i know you have excellent craftsmanship and you're what you do is truly an art so what, 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 what would you think sets gemini uh, apart from the rest customer service yeah
1: absolutely i've being in the service
0: industry for almost 30 years yeah um really
1: kind of drives that home right Uh, i i am not in my opinion anyway i
0: am not reinventing you're I not don't reinventing the wheel, but
1: I will reinventing the wheel.
0: Right. <laughs> I what I
1: am doing is offering an American-made quality
0: product. I believe it's quality. I do too. Just um, by looking at it, you can tell that that um that if anything goes wrong, and we have to be honest, when we put a engine on our bikes, we are pushing our you are pushing the envelope. They're designed. Yep. Um, uh, you know, past their, uh, what is it, the, what they're designed What for. they're designed for. Yes, exactly right. That. We're pushing the frames past that, and you know a lot of these frames now are all made in the same factories, and they're not made in the United States. A lot of them are not made in the and, United States. And that's States. not, the, not, the, that's and not just saying very, that's very Fat Moto alone sheet, either. Thin aluminum. Yes, you're right. So, um,
1: we're pushing them past what they were designed for, and, um so it's important to have good parts it and is to me it was like it, you know i'm i'm building a wheel i'm i'm making sure i'm doing my due diligence on uh, what type of materials are going into it you know all, even all my ball bearings when they come in my sealed bearings they get broken down and
0: cleaned and completely repacked with wow. Lucas,
1: uh red and tacky nice uh, which is the in my opinion, for what we do, is the
0: probably one of the best greases you can use. Uh, you know, and the grease I, when like I to use get and new batches of bearings in. I'll I'll you take down, if I get a case out. of like a
1: thousand bearings, I'll take oh I don't know fifteen or twenty of them, right, and and break them out. And because of the fact that I I work tool and die during the day. I have access to what's called a Rockwell tester, and you can test the Rockwell hardness of different
0: materials. Oh, cool. Now, Rockwell hardness is very important when it comes to bearings.
1: I think the standard for Rockwell hardness for a bearing is somewhere between like 70 and 74 or 75, and the bearings that I use consistently fall right about 72 to 73. Oh, wow. So um, and that's just part of doing the due diligence. You know, I've had people, uh, you know, call me and, you know, and freak out because, you know, one of the bearings failed or something. And I was like, you know what? I hope you didn't get hurt. I'm glad you didn't
0: get hurt. Yeah. I'm 100% customer satisfaction oriented. So I, I had them send the wheel back. I looked at the wheel. I built and shipped them a brand new wheel at no cost. Wow! I've done that a couple of times. That is customer service, y'all. The bearings I don't cover, but I mean, if they just got this thing and they're riding it, and for some reason moving parts are going to fail, that's a given. The only thing you can do is make sure that you've done everything within your
1: power to send that product out there and
0: feel good about it. That's... Not, not like some of
1: these guys send a product out and they hope.
0: That yeah, do write right.
1: it too hard, or they hope you know that it
0: won't fail. I don't do that. That's why I feel have one hundred percent confidence standing behind my my product. I believe, and, you know, out of the hundreds of wheels that I've built, I've only had like maybe two, possibly three, come back. Wow! But it's
1: all been for the same thing, you know, bearing failure, and that just can't be avoided.
0: So. There's another thing I want to talk about real fast, and that would be um, what exactly, uh, how can people make payments towards you to, you know, get, buy, purchase your rims or, or excuse me, your wheels, I should say. Well, unlike
1: those um, all those ads, I, I keep seeing for uh, the you, I'm not even going to mention this, the website because uh, I I could probably. Get into some kind of liability issues. Oh. But there are other companies who said, Oh, you know, Wix charges X amount of dollars, you know, and they don't do anything for you and Right. And I gotta tell you that I think that's absolutely untrue because I've had a Wix website or not Wix website, sorry. Um, Shopify.
0: I've okay. had my Shopify website for since the beginning. And uh and it works with out. Shopify you can get what's called Shop Pay okay and yeah that that. is is the customer signs up for shop pay they um basically what they do is they divide your whatever you buy into four equal payments over like four months or something like that okay but the
1: beauty about it is me on the seller end i get all that money up front and i pack I, i build and pack and ship the person's product even if they've only made one payment
0: so, what do you usually use for shipping companies? Uh, do you use FedEx? Do you use uh, Pirate Ship? Do you? Use... I, I use almost exclusively FedEx and occasionally USPS. Okay. Um, the program I do
1: use is Pirate Ship. I've been set up for those guys, and they consistently yep. give me. Uh, fantastic shipping prices.
0: You know, so. Carl's the one that first introduced that to me and I have never used it myself but it sounds amazing. Uh let's I want to let the, the you know the the our, our listener audience know a little bit about Pirate Ship from what I know about it uh is it's basically a shipping company that you can use to uh ship anything you need to with other people am I is that, am I correct about that or how is it? It's basically you you sign up um, you
1: link either a um, debit card or a credit card that you want all of your transactions to come out of right, and uh, when somebody you know uh, buy something on the website, and this is why I exclusively sell everything through my website. some people right. you know try to get me to sell outside of the website, and I won't do it. I am a licensed, you know, I, I paid my money to the state and to the
0: federal government. I have an LLC. Right, I, right. Doing everything completely legit.
1: So I have my pirate ship. Uh, I can actually import any sales I get through either eBay or my Shopify site and it imports all the information for me
0: and I basically just click and it autofills. fills. Uh, does everything for you? It does, uh, wow. you know, pretty much everything for me there. That's and, amazing. And then it'll compare the rates between USPS and FedEx. So, and uh, I
1: can tell you, like FedEx across the board is usually at least forty to fifty percent cheaper.
0: Oh wow! Than USPS. Yeah. So, um, if I'm shipping to Canada, and if there's any guys in Canada listening right now, I am yep, working Mr. Eric. on the bugs that we've been
1: getting on the website some guys from canada can order and put in their shipping address and everything works out fine and then
0: Absolutely. some guys cannot so we got a we got a, a listener uh, response here uh mr andy williams wants to tell you i love my gemini back rim i keep i kept breaking the stock spokes so i saved my money and i got a good back rim and i'm a, a bigger she's a bigger guy apparently so he, he really likes his uh his his new Gemini room. uh so that's, that's awesome just, man yeah. thank you sir it's, you know this is one of the reasons i do it is uh, i am a really safety orientated kind of guy yeah um and see I,
1: and, and a lot of guys get their get their uh, new wheels and i can't tell you how many really nice emails i get from people or even direct messages because a lot yeah. of people will just message me you know, just a, just a quick question for that's you. That's what I'm here for.
0: Yeah, you know, I don't just I don't just you know take your money and ghost. Uh, <laughs> I put myself out there pretty much almost 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Um, so and, yeah, uh, it's when when's the next uh, batch of, of rims coming out? Is, is when's when's that gonna be ready? Do you know? Because we got people asking when's the next uh, wicked inside hub coming? When's that rear hub gonna be ready? Do we know yet? Which uh, which one are you talking about? I'm are trying you to. to- are, are the Fat Moto guys wanting the um the, the wide hub? Is that uh, is that what is that what's going on? Is, there is, know, a is a that guy a wanting to you know about are. the wicked wide hub. Yes, there is somebody wanting to know about the rear wide hubs. When that will that be available? Yep, I am steady. I, I
1: promise you guys, I am steady working on that. I do have. Uh, I just got a two twelve foot long. Uh, stock of uh, aluminum,
0: uh, and, and to guys, make the front hubs that match the back ones. The back uh, bar stock uh, is not cheap. Um, no, again, it's a twenty-four foot bar and it's five inches in diameter and weighs uh, about three hundred pounds or so. Wow! And, and guys, we need to help Mister Will out. Get cut down into six and a half inch, you know, pieces and. And center drilled through the middle, and then lathe on the ends, and then I've got to find the machine time. Right. Um, No excuses. I I still work full time during the day. Yes, this guy is 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 working um, like several jobs. Machine shop. So when I get the time,
1: I you know three days a week, um, I'm in there trying to run Gemini parts. Right.
0: Sometimes the machines are also you know uh, occupied.
1: with uh the
0: work that you know is going uh, on in the, the factory so, right uh, it, so I can't get in there you know it's um, unfortunate it's but. okay you know that's okay we know you're a busy man uh and what i was going to say is um oh my what was like what was i going to say um well you know let me go back up here um what will the future look like for Gemini? I mean, what's what's is there any new products coming out? Is there anything in the in the in the, the plannings for anything new for you know Fat Moto people or? Uh... Absolutely. Um,
1: the Fat Moto guys, um, I know, um,
0: I think it's uh, Leanne. Is, is it who, who was uh, on the show last week? Is it Leanne uh, Resnick? Is, Leah Resnick is, Leah Resnick was was on the show the first debut show so that and okay. then Mr. Taylor was know, last she's, week she's been steady after me and I'm sorry I, I didn't get to it yet but I actually did work on it today <laughs> right for the for the thread extenders and now I can order these
1: thread extenders but uh, and I've got some laying around the shop um but I really want to keep them uh,
0: produced in house and here in the states. Yeah, that makes sense um, to me. And, I mean, that's what the, you're doing the already. Ones that I'm making completely match the hub, and once they're spun on, you can't even tell where the hub ends and the thread extender starts. Exactly. And that's that's, that's, that's the an idea, art that you the have. Quality has got to
1: be there. I would rather not do it than do it
0: half-assed. Right. And let me, let me say um, this as well. We need to help Mr. Will out, y'all. Uh, Mr. Will has been. Uh, patiently awaiting an all-terrain frame we need to get this guy an all-terrain frame somehow um, um, you know i'll i'll i appreciate that i you know it, it doesn't stop me from making the wide hubs i know the only thing, it's just, the only thing it I'm just makes it easier for you is um is to make sure i've got it all tweaked properly right um it doesn't even and, have to be functional no and carl dean they actually helped me out yeah on the on the first prototypes Right, and uh, help me get the spacing correct and everything because I didn't have a frame right um, so, and, um, and Mr. Carl is good at making so, measurements so and stuff we, so. we've got that down but what I what I really need one for is just to
1: be able to double check and you know and um, make sure I've got the spacers right because Fat Moto guys are, with the wide hubs aren't going to use the same kind of spacers that the rover guys that are going to use or the felt faker guys or the you know Gas tank, uh, you know,
0: um, mass-produced frames aren't going to use the same yes. you know, spacers either. Exactly, and it would be nice to have spacers that were cut so it could be as close to bolt-on and go as possible. Yep, uh, and that's what that's, that's what a lot of people want want you know, and that's the next question I had for you. Honestly, what needs to be done currently to adapt a Gemini wheel to a say a twenty twenty rover or a twenty twenty two rover? Well, um, Gemini rear wheels all come with 12 millimeter axles. Okay.
1: So I believe most bikes have a three eighths, which is basically a 10 millimeter. So what I suggest to everyone is you buy a flat file. doesn't have to be an expensive one, just like a flat file from Ace Hardware or Lowe's or Home Depot or somewhere. And the top of,
0: um... Am I thinking right? The top? The no, t- the bottom
1: of um, each dropout
0: needs to have two millimeters shaved out of it. Okay. Since our frames are aluminum, if you it, buy it, if you the file, it's gonna go quick. You're talking yeah. maybe maybe ten minutes aside, you know. Um, yeah. And the reason I say take it off the bottom is because once you sit on the bike, all the weight um You know, the weight of the rider presses down. Right. So that way the weight is being carried on the unmolested side of the dropout. Not that it would really make any bit of a difference, but if we're going to be anal retentive, let's be anal retentive. (laughs) Yes. So you know what? This is where I'm going to ask. and We're actually doing a little extended show tonight. So uh, we're actually right at almost 30 minutes. So we're doing pretty darn good on time, you know. But uh, what, what I'd like to ask you now is, does anybody have any questions for Mr. Will Kidd? Anybody that's that's watching right now, uh, anybody have any questions for Mr. Mr. Will Kidd? Do they get to watch you? They see your face? Oh, yes, they do. They see my ugly mug. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm a zombie. And as far as the, uh, the question that you asked me earlier about any new products coming out, yeah. uh, yes, yes, there is. Um,
1: I I was working with a uh, guy that did all my programming. I, I lost him because he moved on to another job and
0: right. it was too difficult for him to, to meet up with me. He actually worked with me during the day at my day job. Oh, okay, cool. Now, I'm working with another guy who came back to take over that department and he ends up being, uh, you know, uh, uh, 20 times um, better at programming. Okay, cool. And so...
1: But again, we only worked together for the first time today, and for the first, been the first time he was able
0: to take one of my original Wicked hubs, right, and get the
1: bolt pattern worked out. And we actually got one drilled out um, because the uh, one of the things that we've been working on
0: is uh, the thread extender for the right hand side for the roller people, obviously, right, and also the right side um, uh, rotor brake rotor mount. Oh, cool also so that will actually have an, uh, an integrated um, thread extender and
1: pedestal for the um, for the brake disc brake rotor to mount on Nice. and the beauty about this is I have found and am steadily purchasing every week um, the three millimeter thick
0: disc brake rotors which are pit bike rotors Oh yeah but they have the six hole mounting. So,
1: nothing has to change on the hub. No big holes have to be drilled into the flanges. These all mount directly off the center, just like a normal uh, bicycle uh, disc brake rotor. Nice. So, um, you'll you'll be able to use your hydraulic brakes on these. That's going to be nice. um, That'll make a lot of people happy. And the modular hub, which is going to be coming out, uh, I'm thinking probably sometime the end of 2023 or beginning of 2024
0: so we need to be looking out for these that's
1: still on paper
0: yeah that is basically we'll be producing the
1: flanges separately from the body and depending on what type of bike you have you'll be able to buy the center section according to a size chart for your bike and everything will have splines and it'll click together and be held together with like four to six
0: uh eight millimeter bolts going through the center that sounds exciting well, hey. So you'd be able to actually buy one fl- one hub, and
1: uh, you know, say at one time you have a rover. Okay, well you buy this center section. Okay, well now I want to put it on a uh, I want to put it on all
0: terrain. Oh, well I don't have to buy a whole new hub. I just have to buy the new center section. Oh, nice. And I'll have all that already <laughs> machined up and ready to go. Nice. But again, that's just that's on paper right now. But okay. That will be. Um,
1: yeah, we're working out the way to make it the easiest way to machine, to use the less, uh, as least amount of materials as we can, so we can keep the cost down.
0: Yeah, well, Mr. Will, thank you for being on our show. I really appreciate you, uh, you know, setting some time aside with me uh, over the last few days and stuff. Uh, I know you're a busy man. Uh, we 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 want to help you as much as possible, as you're, you're just as much as you're helping us. So I want to say thank you very much for coming on to the show, and uh, we're going to go and wrap this up. I'm going to let you stay on the line with me, though, so uh, we're going to call a few people. Uh, we're actually going to do our end-to-show wrap-up, so um, just bear with me. And thank you, everybody, for watching. Uh, and Mr. Kidd, thank you for being on the show again. I want to say
1: thank you to all the writers out there who have supported Gemini over the past uh, year and a half as, as we've grown.
0: Yeah, and um, thank you so much. It, 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 you have to
1: understand, I'm I'm putting seventy to eighty percent of the money that comes in back into Gemini to bring out new products. And no, more
0: exciting news is I'm going to be rolling my own spokes pretty soon as well. Oh so wow! We've got a we're getting more and more house that's being retooled for the eleven and ten gauge spokes. So that will be happening within the next three to four months. All right, that's what we want to hear. Thank you so much, and uh, I'm gonna go in and hit the finish button. So we're, no, we're we are not gonna be live as of three, two, one.